Hebrews chapter 13 tells us to keep on loving one another as brothers and sisters. And do not forget to show hospitality to strangers. For by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. I don't know about you, but when I read those verses, my mind immediately goes to where it says people have actually shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. That's trippy. To think about the fact that angels are walking among us. Like my first thought is obviously the movie, like Angels in the Outfield. I was obsessed with that movie when I was a kid. It's not really that far-fetched. If you read the word, you're going to find examples of three people that the word mentions, and who knows how often it happens to us in our day-to-day life today. Um, Abraham has ministered to angels without knowing it. That's in Genesis 18. Gideon did it. Uh, And that's in Judges chapter 6, and also a guy named Manoah in Judges chapter 13. And it just makes me wonder about every single day I go about my business, and I go to coffee shops, and I even when I'm going for a run through the park, like, I just see all these random people walking through the mall, like make eye contact with people from a distance and are they people or are they angels? And the thing that I have to keep in mind is is like it's just like Hebrews thirteen kind of spells out for us. Keep loving one another as brothers and sisters, like your human brothers and sisters. And by being hospitable to total strangers, loving the people you know and being hospitable even to the strangers that you don't know there are angels, like, it's it's loving people no matter what. And if they happen to be angels, like, awesome, I helped an angel. God knows that, and I don't think that's something for us to know or to even have to worry about. It's just, if anything, it should encourage you and drive you to be even more kind and compassionate to total strangers because you don't know whose eyes God is watching you through. Jesus tells us that we are the light of the world. And the word tells us also that we are made in God's image and that we are his hands and his feet and that the church is his bride and his body. So the way that we love each other is the way that we love God. That's just the truth. The way that... So I always... I had a few bikes when I was little. I was obsessed with having cool bikes but I would never take care of them, and my dad would always get on to me because my bikes would start to rust when I left them outside and in the rain and in the weather and stuff. And he wasn't, like, angry at me because of... It's... My dad was generous. He's a generous man, and he gave awesome gifts and awesome Christmas presents. And when I didn't take care of the gifts that he gave me, it actually hurt him. It's not like he was really angry at me. It's more so that he was like hurt and upset by the fact that I was misusing the gifts that were given to me. Like he hurt for me. And that's how God feels every time that we just 
kick around his creation and and our bodies are temples and it's even as simple as like the food we eat the things that we do to our body we're doing to him also because we are his creation and the reason that we're here on this earth today is because he loves us like he he made us so that he could have relationship with us and communion with us and every time that we mistreat creation it's it's really just dishonoring to god and that's why we love one another and when i dove a little deeper i've got a really cool uh study bible that kind of breaks these verses down and i like to google things when i want to know a little bit more so i spent some time learning about what the word hospitality actually means uh where it says do not forget to show hospitality to strangers like what is hospitality is it telling people you love them is it smiling at people and it can be those things but it's always more than that love and hospitality are always actions and hospitality actually means making other people feel comfortable and at home it can also mean inviting people into your home and that makes me think about this journey I've been on. Um, I left everything behind on August 1st of 2017, so well over a year now. And I've been on the road. I've traveled from Charlotte all the way to Oregon, all the way down the California coast, all the way back through Texas, through Arkansas, back to Charlotte. Then I went back all the way to Oregon, back down the coast again. I have done two entire laps around the country in the past year with no home, with no salary, with no savings account, just me, my faith, and my dog, and a couple pairs of pants. And God has provided for me every single day, and he has done that through the hospitality of strangers. So I've had the opportunity to, to mostly be on the receiving end of this hospitality in the past year and also to be on the giving end because when people are kind to you, the only possible response is to be kind to others. It's just the way it works. There's something just almost magic that happens when a total stranger is kind to you. It shifts everything and your only possible next action is to do the same thing for somebody else because you know how it makes them feel now. It can be as simple as if there's a person behind you in line at Starbucks, let's say you're in the drive-thru, just say to the person like, hey, I want to pay for their coffee too. Can you just run my card for whatever they just bought? And then you just drive off. They don't even get a chance to say thank you, but you know in your heart the way that they feel you know what that's going to do for them. That's hospitality. Hospitality is literally opening your home to people like so many people have done for me on this journey. If you're one of those people and you're listening to this right now, like I have cried tears of gratitude over and over and over again because of what you've done for me, because you have opened my eyes to the fact that, wow, if I have so much as a floor then there are actually people, even in the United States, who would literally just love to be able to sleep on my floor. There are people out there, I forget this every day, 
There are people out there who are digging through trash cans right now, just hoping to find a little bit of meat left on a chicken bone so that that can be their dinner. That's real. That's actually going on right now. And we think our problems are just so much more. And, oh, God, if you would just fix my problems, then I could help other people. And that's just not how it works. Love and hospitality is always going to cost something. It's always going to be either a sacrifice of our time or money, and usually both. And, again, we don't know the implications of our actions. We don't know if it's a person or an angel. I think that's just fascinating. I did a, uh, in college, I spent a semester abroad in London, and this was during uh, definitely my party days. I was drunk pretty much every day of college. My parents had already cut me off. They said, dude, if you want to go to London, you can pay for it yourself. You can figure it out. So I took out student loans in college that I'm still paying for today. Um, Went to London. It's all a blur. I took a phone with me. It wasn't even capable of making phone calls. This was in 2009, like uh, basically caveman days pretty much. I had a flip phone with me, and I took one picture the whole time that I was there. It's like a blurry picture of Big of Big Ben. Uh, but I was in London, and I got lost one night. I got really, really drunk, like blackout drunk. And it was like 4 in the morning after the tube, the underground, shuts down at, I think, 2 in the morning there. So there was no way to get home, and I was like 15 miles from home. Didn't have a map, didn't have a phone that worked, nothing. And it was raining. So I'm standing out in the rain, just completely drunk. And uh, I remember two things from that night. It was raining so hard that I had to stand under a shelter outside of a closed like convenience store type thing. And there were two hookers under that awning. And I remember laughing and telling jokes with them. Um, thank God nothing weird happened. Uh, and then I started walking, I guess maybe they gave me directions or told me the right direction to go. Cause I didn't even know my street name and I keep walking in the rain at this point, it's probably five in the morning. The sun is about to come up and this dude shows up in a double decker bus, like one of those red double decker buses, an older man. And he just opens the door thing and he peeks his head out and says, hey, do you need a ride? And first of all, this doesn't happen in London. There aren't people just driving double-decker buses around at five in the morning looking for American people and asking them if they need a ride home. I got in. I didn't even know my address. I don't know how he brought me home, but he did. And then before I could even turn around to say thank you, he was gone. And you can say, Zach, well, you were super drunk that night, like whatever. Maybe I was, but that doesn't take away my, like, I remember this vividly. And I can't for sure say that this dude was an angel. Honestly, I think that he was. It was just, even if it was just a really nice man, 
It's a testament to God's faithfulness and God watching over me. And I do know that I'm surrounded by angels because that is not the only time that God has protected me, even during my addiction and my terrible days of bad decisions. Like, his favor is on my life, his favor is on your life, and he is watching over you and he is protecting you. So the point is, whether that man was an angel or not, he was kind to me and it made a lasting impact on my life. I'll never forget it. Here I am. 10 years later, talking about it and sharing that with you. And now it gets to have an impact on your life. And you get to just think like, wow, it really matters the way that I treat people. Jesus is always my example. If I'm not sharing Jesus with you, I'm not actually fulfilling my purpose. If I'm not pointing you to Jesus then there are blades of grass that are pointing upward that are doing a better job than me. Like all of creation points to God. So if I'm not pointing to God in the things that I do and the things that I say, then I'm not fulfilling my purpose. So I'm always going to point you back to Jesus. And the reason we love people is because Christ first loved us. That's what he tells us. That's what the word tells us. And Christ loved us through his life. We have countless stories of things he did and the way he carried himself and the way that he loved others, the way that he washed people's feet, the way that he lived a sinless life, a perfect, blameless life, resisted temptation directly from the devil, lived a perfect life, holy, blameless, loving, kind was still crucified, chose to glorify God in the hour of his crucifixion, died for our past, present, and future sin for all of mankind so that we can have access to God through eternity. If that's not love, I don't know what is. So when I say love is a sacrifice, I'm thinking of the visual example of Jesus laying down his life for me. Anything short of that is not really love. If love, some people are going to tell you that love is a choice or love is a sacrifice. We have all these different definitions of love. But truthfully, after reading my entire Bible, I can't ignore the fact that love is actually the sacrifice of my life. It's when you lay down your life for your brothers and your sisters and your friends and total strangers even. It's the laying down of one's life. And if I can't treat every person like that, then I'm not, I haven't fully grasped the the concept of love. And I'm still working on that part. I still see people and I judge them. I judge them by the way they look, the clothes they're wearing. I judge. There are some days where I'm able to look at people and see the light in them and see that they are souls and that they are valuable. They're just as valuable as me. And that's the thing is the more I get to know God, the smaller I feel. And I don't mean that in a in a um, self-deprecating way or like, 
I just mean like I am small compared to God. And I am small in the grand scheme of things for sure. Like, have you ever looked at a picture of the universe? Have you ever flown in an airplane and just seen how vast this world is and how tiny little people are? And it's not just that I'm small. I'm small and I'm one small piece (laughs) of mankind. Like there are 7 billion plus other people on the planet living their lives today. And there are, I don't even know how many people who have gone before me. And I'm just one of those people. I'm a tiny dot on the grand, like, that's what's cool about knowing God, is that even though I'm so small, he still knows my name. Before he formed the foundations of the earth, he knew me by name, and he knew the number of hairs on my head that I would have right now, right now. And that's cool. So knowing God is going to make you feel really important and really, really tiny at the same time. And I have to know this. I have to know where I fit in this universe and in eternity and in God's love and in God's plan so that I can know how to treat other people because they are just as valuable as me in God's eyes. We're all his creation, and that means we are all loved. You don't make things because, like, think about your life, your work, the things that you love to do. You don't produce things. You don't go out of your way to do things that you don't care about. Of course not. You're not going to make something that you didn't want to make. God wanted to make you. He wanted relationship with you, and he wants to love you. And love works both ways. And one of the best ways that we can love God is by loving each other. (sighs) Okay. I don't know where any of that came from. I guess, yes, I do. The Holy Spirit, my prayer every day is that he will just speak through me, that he will use me as a vessel. And I, I trust that he does that. I trust he did that even now. I trust that this is going to reach, even if only one person, like, even remembers one word that I said today, hopefully that word is Jesus that you remember, then I've done my part. Um, I can't put into words how important it is to open your actual Bible and to read it. I was talking to my friend Heidi yesterday, actually, um, just about reading the word and, and how cool it is and how this is the first year in my life where I've ever cared about reading my Bible. Um, I've called myself a Christian for a long time, but this is the first year I've ever wanted to read this Bible because it's just so big and it's overwhelming sometimes. And it's like, I don't know. It it has always been hard for me to understand, but this year, I just want more of it, and I, I, I don't seem to have trouble understanding it. Like I just want to know more, really. But I was talking to my friend Heidi about this and about how the fact that we call ourselves Christians and we say we belong to Christ, but we haven't even read our own book. That is literally like saying. I have a favorite movie, but I haven't watched it. That's what that's like. 
it's like, oh, this is totally my favorite movie. I love every part of it. The main character is my life hero. Oh, but I haven't actually watched the watched the movie. Like, I've just heard that it's good. That's how ridiculous that is to call myself a Christian and not read the word. It's pretty convicting to look at it that way. And it's also the truth. <laughs> That's why it's convicting. I just love sharing it with you. I love reading it, but I also love sharing it. And I think that's how you know. I've still got a long way to go, but this is how I know I know God for sure. And I have a relationship with Jesus Christ is because he's the creator of this universe and Jesus is the son of God. And he is so much love and he has deposited so much love and truth into my heart that it actually overflows. And the overflow is what you're experiencing right now. Overflow is when you have to share, like, you have to share it with other people because you have too much to contain. That's what overflow is. And if you really know Jesus, he will always bring you to a place of overflow. It is impossible to truly know Jesus and not share him with your friends because it's life-changing and pure joy comes from him and peace, inner peace that I've never experienced before. Like, I genuinely don't even think about drinking anymore. I don't think about doing cocaine anymore. I don't care about partying. I don't, that stuff is just nothing to me now. And it's all because of Jesus, because he is so much more. And he is the only thing in this life that can ever satisfy. It's just him. So I hope this has encouraged you. Again, Hebrews chapter 13 uh, definitely take some time and read it for yourself. It's just awesome to know that angels are around us. They're in the spiritual realm, but they're also here in the natural, like in our everyday lives. And the way we treat one another is, is just wildly important. So be mindful of that. God is definitely watching you. And, you know, he's, he's not just looking down on you in judgment. He's watching you in love. And Malachi tells us that God actually has a scroll for every single one of us. The things that he is proud of that you have done, they're listed on your scroll. And you're going to see that in heaven when you get there. And that's pretty cool. So if anything, that should encourage you just to do more good, just to be more kind to people. And it's not so people can praise you and clap for you. You can do good things in secret because God's always watching you. He's keeping a record of that stuff, and you will be rewarded in heaven. Beyond what you could ever ask or imagine. Like, his gifts are good. So, keep sharing with people. Keep loving one another as brothers and sisters. Do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by so doing, some people have shown hospitality to angels without even knowing it. I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. My only hope with this thing is that I can point you to Jesus and encourage you to dive deeper into your own faith. A walk with Jesus, the only possible result of a walk with Jesus is a changed life.
And that's what I want for everybody is to experience the wholeness and the pure joy and the inner peace that only he can provide. And that's what I pray over your life right now is that he would just fill you from within with his light so that when you open your eyes, the whole world sees Jesus. I love hearing from you. I love connecting with you. Uh, please look me up on Instagram if you want to. Uh, my username is Zach Godzin, exactly like you see it on this podcast. You can send me a message anytime. And I just want to point you to Jesus, and I hope I've done that today. God bless you.